0: Welcome to Set on Sunday, a podcast by Kelleyville Anglican, where we talk about what was said on Sunday, or even what we didn't have time to say on Sunday. We are passionate about being deep in the Word of God and doing life together in community. So thanks for letting us into your week as we learn more about Jesus together. Here's today's episode.
1: Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Set on Sunday. Uh, I'm your host today, James, and today I've got with me Dave. Welcome, Dave. G'day, James. G'day, mate. Now I've got a question for us. Oh, we haven't started yet. Yeah, I know. Oh my goodness.
0: If uh, if you could have one local restaurant eatery to sponsor, set on Sunday, who would you want? Ooh, I don't okay. know. Frangos.
1: I was actually. <laughs> I was gonna say Eljana. <laughs> we had the lunch for Eljana, nor less, last week, uh, <laughs> yesterday, and it was brilliant. Um, if it wasn't Eljana,
2: maybe the Bakehouse. They did some good okay. gluten free for me. Okay. Um. I don't know. Okay. Local no? trade. We collectively mm. between us probably gets the most visits. Okay. For coffees. Yes. On the staff team. Yeah. Well, doesn't. I don't visit it at all. Uh, there you go. No. Yep.
1: Maybe Coles Kellyville. I feel like that's Coles the biggest. Kellyville. That's <laughs> the biggest partner organisation we work with.
2: <laughs> I walk into the local trade and they make a cappuccino. Why wow. ask? Yeah, that's they amazing. Just uh, it. Yeah. even amazing. write your name on it. Yeah, and yeah. I walk and say I want a latte. <laughs> 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 no, they, they know me. Yeah. So, yeah. You know. Okay.
0: Oh well, yeah, it's good. What about
1: you, Dave? What would be your pick?
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I guess probably probably the Bakehouse. More, yeah. not not for the gluten
2: free stuff though. Okay. Like the sweet
0: stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The that's that's stuff. what I'd be going for. Yeah.
2: There has to be a Kellyville in the Kellyville suburbs we're Kellyville Anglican, then a rana. Yes. Arana, Arana. 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 Because is kind of it's enormous, just outside. Yeah. 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 So Rana's okay.
1: good. Rana's good? Yeah, well, do some recommendations for everyone before we start off Yeah,
0: well, and if um, anyone wants to Jump sponsor, on as a sponsor Sponsor us, you know
1: I'm more than happy to set up a video camera of us <laughs> doing this while we're eating it While well, we're eating Eljana yeah, it, it can be a vlog instead of just a pod so it's good Sorry But uh, yeah, so Nathan's sh- here too So welcome Nathan yes, thank you yes. always um,
2: good to start with one of my favourite topics so Yes, yeah. Yeah. Fast <laughs> food yeah, cafes, Fast food, cafes <laughs> Yeah,
1: you and your salad sandwiches
2: <laughs> mm. I didn't eat at Janas yesterday I ate no. a cold salad sandwich yeah, a picture of discipline, mate. Yes, you, you are. Thank you. Yeah, yeah I folded. <laughs> <laughs> I had to. It's just good. too good. Yeah. All
1: righty. Well, uh, we're in the book of Psalms at the moment as our uh, term four series. And week two, we looked at Psalm 34. Um, a little preamble says here of David when he pretended to be insane before Abimelech who drove him away and he left. So, Dave, uh, you tackled this, mate. Um, Where'd you land on this? Bit of insanity or what? Yes. Well,
0: that was my recommendation uh, to try and you know, uh, for people to try out during the week. Yeah. Uh, just a bit of insanity to get out of work. Yeah. Um, if in doubt, babble about. If d- <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, look, it's David's reflection on this incident, which is such a bizarre incident. Uh, it's a cracking story. And uh, so we re- we sort of went like, as David reflects, there's three things he does. He, he looks back to the joy of past deliverance. Like mm. he's saying, how good's God? He saved me and we should praise him for it, um, you know, and he uh, uses lots of great language like extol. We don't use the word extol very much these days, but uh, let's bring it back. Yeah. Um, a mm-hmm. good biblical word to use. Yeah. Um, and so he does that, and then he goes and talks about just the you know the present day struggles, and you know the the righteous person cries out, and the uh, Lord is close to those who are broken hearted and, mm-hmm. and crushed in spirit. And the invitation yeah. in those moments to taste and see that God is good. Yeah. Uh, that's one of the the famous verses mm. that that come from the Psalms, and this one in particular is you know taste and see the Lord is good. And so th- there's an invitation in the midst of life today to trust God, uh, to see how good he is and it's that sort of experiential aspect to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And knowing that we can do that because the third reflection is uh, there is a secure future. Mm. Uh, the last verse in Psalm 34, I think, is uh, is brilliant. Reminds us of Romans 8. I can go to Romans 8 and talk, but it does remind us there that, you know, uh, there's no condemnation now mm. for those who are in Christ Jesus. Yeah. And Psalm 34 finishes, no one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Yeah. It's such a wonderful, secure thing to know you're safe. Um, hmm. And I was really keen for people to sort of grasp that and know just how secure they are if they trust in Jesus.
1: Yeah, yeah, awesome, awesome. Well, we only had a couple of questions come in uh, on Sunday. Um, this last week and probably the next couple of weeks, we're going to be sort of down on question time uh, just because of all the different service things that we're going to have. So if you're listening today and you're like, oh, I should have sent a question in, Try your best to remember. We would love to have them come in for us um, to answer and help you engage deeper in God's word um, together. But the first one that we had uh, was this. It said, You've mentioned that praising and glorifying God's name together. This is verse 3. And also we can cry out to God together in the struggles. Could you comment on the role of intercession? When we are broken, can we rely on our brothers and sisters to be praying for us if we can't pray for ourselves?
0: Yes. Uh, so the, the role of intercession, I think, is, is one of the beautiful things of community life, uh, that when we're struggling uh, and feel like life is hard to the point where you're struggling to pray for yourself, mm. uh, to know that there are brothers and sisters uh, who are praying for you. Uh, is just, a, it's a joy and a delight. Um, and so I think we, we can rely on one another. Uh, in Romans 12, you know, talks about, you know, we weep with one another, mm. we uh, laugh with one another. That's, that's the, the idea of the body uh, working with one another to say, mm. you know, we're, we're here for you. Uh, and so And I remember, I mean, Beck's not here um, today, but uh, I think she made a comment at some point uh, when we reflected on her experience that you know there was times when she was in the ICU and couldn't pray, yeah, um, but was comforted by the fact that there were many, many people praying for her. So Mm. uh, I think it's just a really wonderful aspect of being part of a Christian family.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I think. Uh, Yeah, a few weeks ago I had to preach on suffering. I said one of the comforts for Christians is that you don't suffer alone. And there are some times where you got nothing, you can't do anything. You got nothing to say or you're too you're too emotional. You're too hurt. You're too or you're too ill. You just don't, actually don't have physical capacity to do anything. And your brothers and sisters should be Advocating for you and that's yeah part of community. It's the Galatians 6, you know, bear each other's burdens. And yeah. So people should be stepping in and carrying you a little bit mm. uh, when you're too weak to go. And then we've also got the comfort. It's not just alone in terms of humans helping us, but then you got, you know, Hebrews mm. 7 and, and Romans 8 where Christ himself is interceding for us. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, the wordless groans, the, yes. the Holy Spirit uh, prays for us as well. So, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of intercession that should go on on your behalf, both by humans and, and by God Himself.
0: Yeah, mm. yeah and th- there's there's an assumption that underlies this that you are sharing mm. um, the, yes. that your brokenheartedness and your your crushed in spirit mm. moments, and uh, you know, we w- I spoke a little bit about that on on Sunday just to sort of encourage people to. Uh, to think about sharing, have, have those vulnerable moments to sort of share with your small group or trusted Christian friends that, you know, you find life hard um, and you need prayer. You need yeah. to rely on them. Like it's it's sometimes really hard human instinct mm. uh, to put yourself in a dependent uh, spot where you go, I actually need you to pray for me in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we don't do it naturally.
2: Yeah, I remember a minister and call it the hills district veneer where you had to look like your life was together at all times so you had your family and your work life and your personal life your spiritual life all perfectly tied together in order to come to church where it's kind of it's the opposite you know we're a hospital bed for sinners <laughs> you know not not for church work for people who have everything together so yeah. yeah you do need to to take that risk and be vulnerable with people and then they can't step up and help you but it is hard
1: Oh, that's great I know for me like personally just knowing that as you travel through different experiences and seasons of life to know that you have brothers and sisters praying for you and upholding you in prayer to God when there are moments that you just feel like you can't pray um, and so I think that's a real encouragement uh, for us as a body um, as believers to know that we have people that uh, are doing that for us and mm-hmm. so yeah great question so thanks for sending that one in all right the next one I've got Verses such as some of these are held onto to say God will heal or protect. Uh, has anyone got tips when talking to these people without them feeling like we are attacking their faith?
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's just take a Take the first part of the question in terms of um, you know what does God what's God actually saying here mm. uh, in terms of um, healing and protection, and then what does it look like to interact mm. uh, with people that may have a difference of opinion on um, on what that looks like? Uh, because there are verses here in Psalm thirty four, uh, particularly verse nineteen and twenty. Um, you know, the righteous person may have many troubles. Uh, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones; not one of them will be broken. So there's a promise there that David sort of put out in God's word here that um, uh, two sort of uh, things that push in some some ways different directions. That the righteous person will have many troubles, uh, and so you could stop and dwell there and sort of go, "Hey, you know, like life's not meant to be easy." Yeah. Um, you know, but there is a but. Uh, the Lord delivers him from them all. Uh, so, should you have troubles as a righteous person, or should you not? Mm. Uh, and I think uh, the experience of life is a yes to both. Um, uh, it's a yes that life is hard. You know, there's, um, you know, uh, there's not a um, uh, in this psalm, or, uh, you know, the idea that suffering is not real. Mm. You know, the psalms are very real when it comes to to life this side of heaven. Mm. Um, and but yeah, but yet there's this promise. Um, and so I think even when you look at David himself, the writer of this, um, while he is, you know, giving thanks to God for his salvation, his deliverance, uh, he's still on the run mm. uh, while he finds refuge in the cave this time around, uh, he still goes on mm. to have, uh, all sorts of troubles and all sorts of danger, uh, where he doesn't feel like he's super protected and there's still troubles in his life. Um, so how can David say this? Uh, and so I think it's just is the timing sort of question which always sort of comes into these things. Uh, and we looked a little bit at, in it as well with Jesus, um, you know, when it's picked up that not one of his bones will be broken. Mm. And uh, we we see there that you know, it's great. Jesus, you know, skeletally – is that mm. a word? No, I'm making, making words <laughs> up now. Yep. Um, he's uh, He was all good. Mm. His bones are all intact but mm. – He just happened to be dead. Um, And so, um, you know, what what does that mean? And I think the point that I was really trying to push on Sunday is that it's the secure hope of the future. That's where the ultimate deliverance looks like. Uh, And that's what we want to cling to Mm. when we see these promises in Scripture. Uh, No matter sort of where we find them. We find the Old Testament, they point to Jesus and what he's done for us Mm. and the salvation that we find. Um, but it's the resurrection uh, and it's life beyond the grave, which is where Jesus was protected from. Yeah. Uh, it, death couldn't hold him down and death won't be able to hold us down. Yeah. Uh, we will rise again and that's, there's a joy and a, a wonder and a beauty in that. Yeah. So, um, you wanna throw in anything? Yeah, like- I mean I think like
2: verse 18, Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. But the implication from that verse is that God will let our hearts be broken. Yeah. God will let us be crushed in mm-hmm. spirit. So it's not a prosperity gospel of nothing bad's ever gonna happen to you. It's actually bad things will happen to you, but God will help you get through them. Yeah. and you will go th- and He will pull through them all. And uh, you know, the final tribulation that you face, which is death, you know, He'll even pull you through that. Um so there is that there is that promise, um, and I think one thing I was, I was doing some research research uh, last week because Psalms do say some pretty interesting things. And one of the authors of an article that was helpful was just just remember the genre that we're reading. And so we are reading victory. We're reading songs. Yeah. We're reading yeah. poetry, and so yeah. how we how we interpret those verses is going to be different to you know historical narrative and the letters of Paul. Uh, and so these are celebration victory songs where they're going to say some things that yeah um, and yeah, they're just they're in the moment and they're celebrating a big victory and so yeah yeah just be just just be aware of the genre that we're reading as well
0: yeah and so i think when you know, the second part of the question how do we talk with people um who take these verses mm. literally for for the here and now yeah. um without attacking their faith um you know, look theological discussions can sometimes you know mm. uh bring up all sorts of emotions uh and so i think if you ought to argue as best as you can uh, unemotionally mm. uh, without necessarily attacking the person. Um, but opening up scriptures together is really I think the the benefit mm. uh, rather than going oh, like, no no this is this is this no, no open up scriptures and go let's read what's going on here uh, and um, listen with the intent to understand. Yeah. Um, people rather than to attack, yeah. uh, is, is sort of the, the guiding principle that you want to try and go, you know, what, what, what do they actually understand in the scriptures? Mm. Um, without sort of listening to go, ah, they said that therefore I'm going to smash them on this one. Yeah. Um. You know, it's, it's not a boxing match where you go, yeah, I'll anticipate that move, but you haven't, you haven't seen my uppercut coming. <laughs> um, like I don't think that's how we want to fight mm. as, as Christians over these passages. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we, we want to help them understand um, uh, the importance of the resurrection and, and what it means for life in the here and now. Mm. Uh, because no matter how much healing, uh, how much protection we get, um, there still comes a point where we're all going to die. And, and, you know, so as, as amazing it is when you see people who have been healed or have gone through cancer and come out the other side, whatever it looks like, at some point they are going to die. The okay. resurrection is the ultimate thing uh, that we want to reckon with um, rather than, you know, a, a moment of healing, which we don't want to discredit, discount in any way, shape or form.
2: Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting one. And in terms of that particular topic, You I'd probably go to like 2 Corinthians 12 where... Yep. Paul says, take away this thorn in his flesh. And he prays three times. God says, no, nah, not doing it. Not doing it. You know, but you'll learn how awesome my grace is because yeah. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um, so, uh, again, he's let let the struggle persist, but he's going to pull him through. But yep. In this case, he's going to let the thorn the thorn, in the flesh, whether it be an emotional tormentor or an actual yep. eye problem or whatever, all the speculation yep. is. Yep. Sometimes God says, no, I'm not going to remove you from this suffering, but I will get you through it. Yeah. The,
0: the other place uh, I sometimes go here is Mark 2 with the um, paralyzed man through the roof. Oh. Mm. Uh, and Jesus looks at him and the, his biggest problem is his sin yeah. and he forgives that. Uh, and that's the most important thing. Yes, he goes on to heal him, mm. but at some pl- at some point, you know, you, you don't know. Like he may have been healed, walked out, the door got hit by a camel, right? Okay. Um, I'm glad you got the motor transport, right? You got the motor transport, (laughs) that's right. Um, What's what's the most important thing? That he could walk Mm. out the door and get hit or that his sins were forgiven? And so I think we just want to put the main thing, the worst problem that Jesus solved as Mm. the thing that we praise him and thank him for, that he's protected us Mm. and saved us. That's the deliverance that we ultimately want to see Mm. uh, more so than you a um, curing an ailment oh. yeah, totally. no, that's good
1: well that's it for the questions this week so a bit of a shorter
0: podcast um, but next week Psalm 51 Psalm Dave. 51 yes yeah, so um, uh, Pete Hughes uh, who came to talk for us in our 1 Samuel series okay. um, is uh, preaching for us uh, this Sunday and Psalm 51 uh, is a great great psalm oh. um, so it's when the prophet Nathan, yes. came to him after David had committed adultery with Bathsheba. Um, there is no, <laughs> no correlation, correlation between the Nathan and David. There's no Bathsheba <laughs> sitting sitting in the room right now. That's that's not why we've got Pete to preach. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> uh, but this this is a, this is a psalm of confession. Uh, and this is uh, dealing with sin, uh, and um, I, I don't know if you re- remember the story of Psalm fifty-one, but it's it's a powerful, powerful mm. piece where Nathan basically gets David to go, you yeah, know, you are that man <laughs> uh, who, yeah, who has I done. I quoted that. that in my sermon yeah. in Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's great. Uh, so it's a powerful moment for David, yeah. and it's mm. so uh, such a privilege to have his reflection in this psalm. Mm. Uh, and so, looking forward to Pete opening it up and, and having our hearts uh, exposed uh, again, um, with, with our sin and but with a, a God who is uh, who is good to us.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, the series of songs for every season. So this is kind of when you hit rock bottom and rock bottom by your own. Yeah. Your own mistakes. Like yeah. David's yep. not. He's not blaming anyone else. Um, yep. So. Yeah, and it's important. We all hit it, and so it's yep. your lowest point, your biggest failure. You know, what's what's David's reflection? Really, 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 really helpful. I'm pretty sure my first ever sermon was on Psalm 51. Okay. Yeah. So I've got a 2013. Okay. Another one. <laughs> <laughs> Another one. The re- goes down. Go. <laughs> Another one. Suffer. Ten
0: years ago. Yeah. Your suffering one was ten years ago. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> think you'll make the church suffer through <laughs> <Psalm> it. <50, laughs> like, <that's>, uh, <laughs> I don't even know if I can find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can try. Yeah. Been removed from online, I think. I tried to find it the other day. Yeah, I got shafted though. It was meant to be a sermon on we're gonna do a series like, uh, what would Jesus say to insert celebrity name here? It was uh, actually gonna be, what would Jesus say to Lance Armstrong? Yeah. based on because he just had a yeah. failure back in 2013 um, based on Psalm 51, but then it got that series got scrapped. But they're like, just preach Psalm 51, like it was all about Lance Armstrong, <laughs> 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 anyway. So, anyway, so all, the, all the perils now, Dave, you did say. On Psalm thirty four, you had five hundred words that you cut, and you just thought for time you needed to keep it brief. Did, is there anything profound from those five hundred words that would be that you wish you could have said on Sunday? But yeah,
0: it was really uh, more sort of because uh, one Peter uh, two picks up. Um, whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days uh, and that sort of taste and seed sort of language in there. Mm. So really it was, sort of, it was sort of 500 words on verses 13 and 14 um, because it, which is keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Um, if I asked you, what's the good life? No one's answering verses 13 and 14 uh and so the idea that the good life is about how you use your words um you know that 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 was fascinating for me Mm. um and i and i think you know one one peter sort of picks that up a a little bit in Mm. some of the things that he says in there um and the idea of turn from evil and do good seek peace and pursue it there's i Mm. I just thought there was Mm. there's a stack in there i was like oh nah i'll leave it so
2: yeah it's fair Yeah. yeah
1: very good well, Nathan, what's the buzzword?
2: Taste. Taste. We've started with a cafe sponsor. Oh, yeah, twenty-four, so eight. You know, like we've been talking about food, taste. All right. Let's taste.
1: Come find Nathan on Sunday and let him know. <laughs> <laughs> All righty, well that's us. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of Set on Sunday, and we will hopefully see you this coming Sunday. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode. We'd love you to join us at Kellyville Anglican any Sunday at 8.30, 10.30 or 6.15pm. You can find out more information at www.ka.church So come join us and see for yourself what is said on Sunday.